hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Hunt and Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunt and Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. The Hunt and Land Man podcast, I believe... I believe this is episode 21. New Ryan is actually, this is the first podcast. New Ryan has not been sitting here behind, behind the camera or behind the mics or anything like that. But uh, we got a special treat for you today. Before we get going, this podcast is always sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. They take great care of us from a uh, financing standpoint for my clients, for myself, for my family. There's a reason we recommend them. There's other great financing institutes out there, but Southern Ag Credit, there's a reason we use them. They make our job easy, and they make good loans for our clients. All right, here we go. We got our man Hunter Phelps here. Hunter is from where in Kentucky, Hunter? I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky. Owensboro, Kentucky. Now, this is the first podcast while both host and and guest have um, have sunglasses on. We're kind of in the sun today, and I figured if he was going to wear his sunglasses, who would the hunting land man be if he didn't have his white sunglasses on? If you had sunglasses on, I mean, I can't have you over here flexing on me. I knew you was probably going to have them on, and I said, I'm here with the hunting land man. Where's my sunglasses at, man? I got to wear them. He's thinking right. So you know, I know just the people listening instead of watching. You know, you can just feel it. We have our the the energy is up because a vibe of, today. yeah, because yeah. you, you, we have our sunglasses on. All right, it is the opening week of turkey season. Hunter is down. I'll tell you kind of what's going on uh, with Hunter. Hunter is down filming with myself and my new employee Caleb Armstrong, who is our new cameraman. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, this is announcing as we kind of been hinting about it on social media, but we are starting a new TV show. All right. Um, we went trained assassin for seven years. We went hunt united for a couple of years, and uh, you know it's kind of been on my heartstrings what I wanted to do. And we're finally here. This is the hunting land man show, and we started it this week. Hunter is here. Hunter is going to be doing our post production. He's going to be making us look real good, even when we don't look good, because he's good at that. And uh, Caleb is going to be the man full time behind the uh, camera. We're going to be doing. 
uh, real estate, more real estate, and we're going to be doing hunting when we're hunting. Of course, this week, we're turkey hunting in the morning, uh, real estate and all midday, and turkey hunting in the afternoon, and Hunter is getting the full busy hunting <laughs> land man experience. Well, Hunter, what what's your thoughts so far this week? So far, man, I've been, been kind of trying to hide out when Slate ain't looking and try to get a nap, man. This man is running me in the ground, but it's been uh, – it's been pretty interesting. I got to see, you know, a pretty much a first-hand look on kind of what goes on in, you know, everyday life for you and and the speed that you have to maintain just to accomplish everything that happens in a day-to-day life and with hunting and trying to manage a family and your job and just trying to sell some property, man. So I see it. It's been a good time and thankfully well, here we are and it's turkey season. And I'm lucky to come down here uh and kind of spend some time with you this week. So we still got about three weeks in Kentucky until that season comes in. So when you asked me to come down, I said, I mean, you ain't got to pay me. I'll be there tomorrow. That's right. Y'all heard it. I got it on camera. Don't even have to pay. <laughs> but uh, he's been uh, – and Hunter's a big turkey hunter like us. He's a good turkey hunter. Uh, you know, being from Kentucky, that's – I mean, it's a Yankee, but it's not like a bad Yankee. It's not like you're from New York. Or, We're a different kind of redneck. Okay. Bit. Okay. Just so you consider yourself a redneck. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, um, we've had some great turkey hunting this week. Um, this is the third day of the season, opening day. Uh, we killed a turkey in the afternoon. Turkeys are pretty hinned up, and we've been hunting a place, um, if you've ever hunted southwest Mississippi, the hills of Wilkeson County. They've been pretty tough. They're a lot easier to kill than they are film and kill. And the, the kill you'll see on the first or second episode, excuse me, uh, will not be... Uh, Let's say glorious lot of turkey footage. He comes in strutting, tries to leave, comes back in, and we kill him. So we got it done. You get that first one knocked out. That's right. That's get right. that easy one out. Well, um, we're going to dive right into this thing. And the reason we're going to make this podcast a little shorter than we normally do is because we still got plenty of tags, and we're going turkey hunting this afternoon. So I'm going to start shooting away at Hunter with some questions. All right, Hunter. Um you know the idea behind the Hunting Land Man show, what I'm trying to accomplish. The whole point of this this show is to get out there who the Hunting Land Man is. Uh, it's not to make me look cool. My goal is to sell more property, market my properties better for my clients, and get myself out there for more buyers to let me assist them with purchasing their dream property. Tell me what your thoughts on this. Shoot it straight. Don't sugarcoat it. So when you kind of initially asked me to do this, um, one thing about myself is I enjoy shooting work that i'm not really that familiar with trying to expand myself uh as well as help you out with everything that you have in mind so i love to hunt i knew i could knock that part out for you you enjoy hunting that's gonna be a part of this series but the real estate background behind this is something that i was intrigued with and i wanted to watch you work and um from somebody that's gonna be watching this i would think for myself speaking that i would want some part informational Right, I think a lot of people are going to be hungry for uh, what should I look for in a piece of land? You know, uh, can I get money back out of this land? Is it going to, you know, stuff like that? But I'm very excited for it, and uh, I think everybody watching is going to get a little bit of information out of this. Well, probably a lot of information out of this, but they're also probably going to have some good laughs and get to see a few things flop so we've already we've already been laughing and you know the scene i'm talking about uh we've already been laughing a pretty good bit at some of the local characters around abent and wilkeson county where we've been um if you're listening locally we've been these boys been eating vines every morning midday and afternoon we're going to eat crawfish tonight which is going to be uh definitely a, a great treat with the family they've gotten to meet all our families um 
you know, something that I've enjoyed, Hunter, you know, you've gotten to know me this week and things like that. Something that I've enjoyed and I'm excited about. So anytime you, this is an idea, the Hunt Land Man Show idea. Now we've getting it figured out and how the first couple of episodes are going to be, I will be guaranteed by the fall, we will be changing it up, figuring out what works, what we like, what we don't like, you know, what the viewer is craving. The thing I like about Hunter is I'm not just telling Hunter what to do and he's like, yeah, 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 I'll do that. He's got ideas of his own. No, I like to do that. That's what I want. The smartest person in this room we're sitting in is the room. If we're not collectively getting ideas off each other, you know, we're, we're backing up. Right. You know, if you think you can't learn. So I, I'm excited about that just because, you know, I look at, and so does everybody look at everything through my lens, what I'm looking for out of the show and things like that. Hunter, not being familiar with hunting property, being a young man, probably wants to own hunting property one day. That's my client. That's who I want to educate. So when you get to a point in life where you can buy that 100 acres that's got deer on it and turkeys gobbling on it or catch a fish or whatever, that when you get there, you're ready. You're making an informed decision. And I think Hunter's going to have a unique perspective, kind of like new Ryan has through the podcast about, hey, this is my dream one day like it is. You're a slave. How can exactly. I make a better job? Exactly. Doing? And I think that's also a small little niche that helps me be uh, the better man for this project because I'm going to be asking us to shoot scenes or, let's say, episodes based around questions that, I'm, that I have that mm-hmm. I want answered. So I'm just intrigued in that part, you know, so down the road, we'll be kind of ready and we'll have the right Down the road, we'll do the podcast about, Slade, you remember when you told me I bought? I just bought my man, first piece, man? Heck yeah, man. Come on up. Huh. That's it. I, I, you heard it here. Um, we're going to be doing some cool things to this thing. So we're filming here this week. Uh, we'll be filming. We were supposed to go to Iowa and do a shed hunt. We're probably not going to be able to do that, but uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of real estate and turkey hunting, of course, for the next six weeks during turkey season. We're hitting Missouri and Iowa. We're going to our farms up there, which is going to be a whole nother spin, just like we've talked about the Missouri project on the podcast. It'll be part of this show. Hey, Slade, how did you get comfortable buying land in Missouri? Uh, what's your goals? And, you know, this is a unique perspective because I'm not, you know, this is uh, foreign to me. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with Wilson County. How did I get comfortable with somewhere else, which is usually clients from Baton Rouge or South Louisiana who come up here and buy. That's what they're doing. So it, I, I think that's a unique perspective. And it's going to be cool because, of course, when we're up there chasing turkeys or chasing big deer, that'll be part of the show, too. This is a real estate slash hunting show. And so whatever we're doing, that's what we'll be doing. That's right. We're going to keep going down these questions. Um, I asked Hunter if he had any hunts for the spring. He said that uh, he said not have anything lined out yet. But I know you got, uh, you know, if you get to possibly hunt Pennsylvania or you go hunt your yeah. home state in Kentucky. Yeah, I do have um, um, somewhat of a schedule lined out for the springtime as far as when it comes to my whole year starting from May till the end of the next year. We'll see in the next two months. I usually don't start getting my schedule lined out until about midsummer. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna kick it off. I'm gonna go down and uh, try to try to kill one for myself uh, next weekend in Auburn for the Alabama opener. Um, I got some guys down there that I spend uh, usually the opener with every year, and just uh, at this point, it's become a tradition. So mm-hmm. we're gonna do that, and then um, gonna go uh, probably back up to Kentucky for the opener of that season. Uh, I think me and Michael Waddell and Tyler Jordan are gonna hunt there in my hometown of Owensboro. So you gonna call for Michael? He he, he had yeah. I think he needs some help. I think he had, yeah yeah yeah. Wydell usually does killing those turkeys. Well, uh, Hunter, just uh, now that you've started name dropping a little bit, I'm always interested because you know 
something's been cool for me this week. Of course, being in the outdoor industry, I've been around a lot of the, I hate to use this word, but hunting celebrities. You know, people that I'm interested in do this type of thing. Hunter kind of runs a different crowd, runs some of the same, but a different crowd. So it's been interesting to me. You know, he films a lot with Levi Morgan and Samantha, which uh, I love their show. Of course, Levi's a pretty good bow shot. And, um, you know, some of the hunts they've been on, he's told me the story. So uh, who all who all do you usually work with? So uh, I usually have the same, about the same clients. I've been lucky enough to work with just about everybody in the industry, it seems like, at this point. I've been in the game since 2017. And in that time, I've spread myself out, just wanting to get to know um, pretty much everybody in the industry. It's always good to just have a name out there, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my usual schedules, or my clients, I guess you could say, is Levi Morgan being probably my main client. I spend 80% of my year chasing down elk, mule deer, and whitetail with Levi. And then I do a little bit of work with Realtree as well now, especially in the springtime uh, and um, just some random odd nans in the summer. And around September, we go to Nebraska just about every year and hunt. Um, but that's my main two. I'm keeping it pretty slim just so I know what my schedule's like at this point. You know, you being in the same game as I have, not having a plan is, can be a little bit frustrating sometimes. So, well, And this, you know, especially like, you know, I know with me and you're trying to line out a cameraman for the fall, which, you know, a pro- producer like yourself, and you say, hey, I know we're supposed to go October 27th through November 2nd, but, man, that cold front's not hitting until the 1st. <laughs> and then you're like, hold up, but I, I got to be somewhere else here. And, and it, it is tough. So sometimes – you know, you're pinned down, you know, you can't hunt unless you have a full-time guy like Caleb is now. It's hard to pin down that perfect weather if you're hiring a, uh, a freelance guy like yourself. That's right. That's right. It's a little bit tough sometimes. But. Mm. Well, um, so I asked you, uh, you know, what your thoughts were on the show. And we're, I'm super excited about what this is going to do. Uh, you know, we've with this week, and, and y'all see this in the first couple of episodes, we interviewed myself. Uh, we interviewed uh, my wife, Lori, and Lori was all nervous about it, but she did real she good. She killed it. No, she, she done well. You weren't in the room, but I said, honestly, don't make nothing up. I want to know about Slade and how he handles life at home mixed with life at the job. Now she listened to the podcast, so Lori, you did a good job. Thank you, babe. <laughs> uh, we also interviewed my broker slash partner, Scott Lindsay, and uh, – I actually said he did a 10 out of a 10, Yeah, uh, and he actually rehearsed. Scott done his homework on this project. Yeah, he nailed it, like one take. You're going to be impressed. Scott's, uh, Scott's uh, uh, he was on the I think second, uh, third, third episode of the podcast, so um, he'll be interested to see uh, how that goes. I'm actually super excited to see what Hunter turns us out to because he kind of has ideas about how he want to. The first episode is going to be, telling the story of who the hunt land man is and uh, to kind of set the scene for the rest and then we're going to go into turkey hunting and real estate and doing all that so we showed some property yesterday and um we've just done a little bit of everything and uh asa has been a big part of this week and rafe uh, crawling around on the floor <laughs> so it's fun to get them involved too um let me see i can't even read ah i got a good good question to ask you what about my new cameraman how'd i do you know what he um uh... He actually done pretty well this week. He uh, asked a lot of questions, and he's a rookie, you know. But uh, he hung in there. He kept up with us, on, which is one of the main deals. This mm-hmm. one while he was trying to chase down a turkey. But asked a lot of questions, knows basic camera settings at this point. And I had the chance to spend kind of like what you said the last couple of days with him so we know how to build a scene, how to get cutaways, how to tell a story. Because we don't want 
the audience to be left out and be like, what happened in this gap or what happened mm. here? So pretty much how to tell a story and be real, you know, show it all. And see, you know, people out there listening that don't, uh, you know, have never filmed. It's different than filming a hunt and filming a hunting show. And because, you know, you think, oh, well, yeah, I got the shot and I got them picking up their gun and all this kind of stuff. Well, what about all the cool things that happen around that? Like the time where you were about to yelp and you messed up the call or you forgot something or somebody had to go use the bathroom. All those things, because those are the fun things you remember. Of course, you remember the good hunts, but you remember all those things. And if that camera ain't rolling, you don't get that. That's right. And it's hard to reprogram your mind to say, Yes, I'm involved having fun filming this, but I've got to be working too. So it's 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 definitely yeah. a learning curve. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, man. A lot that the audience, a lot of times, like you, kind of what what you said. If if you have never been in the TV game, you might not quite understand. Just like if you're trying to build a scene, you need aerials a lot of times, or you need cutaways, or you need different angles of the audience talking. Um, yeah, it's full time. Something that um. You know, I know a lot of people who listen to this are going to be interested in. I didn't write it down, but I just thought about it. Tell us how you got you. So you produce, you edit, you film, and you've been. You know, I know as a kid growing up, you were probably like me, man. Being in the outdoor industry is unbelievable. Now, when you get here, it's a job like any other job, but it is a fun job, and it, you get to if it all ends tomorrow, the experiences that you got to, you can never replace that with those experiences you get to go on. How did you get into the outdoor industry, and do you have any recommendations who people who want to get in? Yes, yeah, so I will start out with. Uh, my recommendation on that, I think, and I actually get this question asked me quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, a lot of DMs. A lot, yeah, I get quite a few of those, but it's just really hard work. Uh, if you don't have good work, you're not going to be noticed. And you, because you got to, you're all about your worth. What are you worth? Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to up, and to do that, you just got to do good work and just spend a lot of time behind the lens and learning how to edit and do things that, some people don't know how to do, be a great editor or be a, you know, just, or in my case, I can shoot images, edit and run a camera. So like a package deal in a way, um, total package, total package, but also you got to get your name out. Don't be afraid to ask somebody, Hey, can I come work for you for a weekend? You know, mm-hmm. and especially if this is the case, if you're young, I mean, you don't always have to earn a paycheck, like come out get the experience, build a name, Shake hands with somebody, do good work, um, yeah, and see where it goes because most of the time it pays off. And, 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 you know, as being a guy who's hired a bunch of cameramen over the years and stuff, you want a guy when you get there. First of all, if we're filming hunting, we gotta, we got to do a couple things. We all enjoy hunting, so you got to be, enjoy to be around, which Hunter is. Uh, you want to be a hard worker. You don't want to always be telling your cameraman, hey, man, be recording this. It's like, you know, this is, this is what we're here for. I know we're having a good time, but this is what we're here for. And me, you know, whenever I take, like right now doing this podcast, this is taken away from me, return of phone calls and emails, and it's also taken hours in the day I could be spending with my family. So I treat every hour very particular, and I expect people working with me too. too. It's just, you know, you value your time. Your time is the most valuable thing. Guess what? They are printing money every day, but nobody has extra time. And that's, I mean, that's a, exactly. that's, that's a lot right there. So, um you know, you want a guy who shows up, he's getting the scenes, he likes the idea, he's a good hunter. Um, <laughs> I, this will happen this fall, Caleb. So anytime I have a hunt, uh, cameraman 
that uh, when they show up to camp, we go through scent school during the fall, of course. We go through scent school. All right, now listen. Now, I'm a scent Nazi. Uh, I believe in hunting. Uh, we've been talking about bow hunting all week. Okay, when you go hunting, there's things we can't control. We can't control the weather. We can't control whether deer move. Like I say. There are things we can control. Now, do I think you can be a million percent free and spook? Every, I mean, and, and not spook every deer? Absolutely not. But I think we can take care of that. We can be good stewards of that. We cannot go in the Mexican restaurant in our in our camo. Uh, you know, our equipment, <laughs> and what I mean by that, our equipment. We can go. Uh, you know, we can make sure our bow shooting good. Our broadheads are flying like they're supposed. to. All these things we can take care of, and we, we're gonna flip a coin and let God decide if the weather's good or if the deer's gonna move. But we take care of the things we're gonna take care of. Going, I don't even know how I got on this tangent, but if I have a cameraman that comes in during the fall, we actually go through scent school. Look, I'm, you know, and and if if I'm being really good about my scent and you're not, I'm, yeah, I'm defeating the purpose. Right. You should, uh, if you ever have a chance to talk to Levi Morgan, ask him about Hunter wearing his camouflage in the Mexican restaurant. That's why you laugh. I was that guy, Uh, because yes, I do believe scent especially when you're trying to harvest a big whitetail is just about everything or just a deer in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, sense everything. I totally agree with you. But once upon a time, I got to where, I, no matter what I did, I'd always get busted mm-hmm. if just if the wind's wrong. If the wind's wrong, man, yep. it's just, it's. The di- and this is a good tangent to be on. Okay, so this is what a win is for me in the wind. A win is the wind's right, but a random doe comes in downwind, and maybe she smells something and just walks off, or maybe it blows only one time and blowing up. That's a win. You know, we're not, we know we're not going, if we got 15 deer coming down the trail, beat every one of them's win. A win is the little things, and sometimes all hunters do the big things, and it's descent control, making sure yeah. your bow shoots, because all those little things add up to boom, touchdown, home run. Yeah. Whatever. And over time, I'm starting to get that a little bit more. Just be a little bit more self-conscious about what I'm wearing, where I'm wearing my hunting clothes at, whether that's in the truck or in the lodge right before I leave or not eating, eating some Mexican at lunch in between hunts. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm, uh, uh, I'm evolving. Okay? We're, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm a scent Nazi. And look, see what happens. It depends on where you grow up a lot, I guess, kind of like turkey hunting. But around here in the south, we kill a lot of our deer open a week like a straight five or six mile an hour wind, eight mile an hour wind, that doesn't happen. It's two to three and calm every afternoon. So you're dealing with swirling winds constantly. So we, if you take a good bow hunter in the south or in southwest Mississippi because it's where I'm from, if if he kills a lot of big deer, you can guarantee you he's a scent Nazi. And yeah. just, you have to be. I got I know a guy, buddy of mine, he listens to this. He'll text me and let me know he's listening. He hangs all his hunting clothes out three days before the season and have two sets. So he'll hang them out away from the camp out in the woods where he's hunting. And then he'll go and he'll use that and hang them right back up. I mean, just a scent Nazi. And I think that's what you got to be. Yeah. Um. All right, this we're gonna we're, we're like I said we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna take a long time on this thing because we're gonna go turkey hunting this afternoon. Maybe get a nap by the tree. All right, this is a question I ask everybody on the podcast. All right, Hunter, and I told you I was gonna do this tomorrow. You go through Louisiana, you buy a lottery ticket, you win a hundred million cash. You get a hundred. I'm not talking about tax. I'm saying you get a hundred million. Where are we buying land and why? You know, we did have this conversation. I didn't know it was gonna be a question on the podcast. So I got time to think on it, but I think about what I like to do, right, Mm -hmm. and where I would like to live, what animals I like to chase the most. Um, And I was going to say elk hunting Mm -hmm. because it would be so cool to own 
a mountainside, and I could go up there and hunt elk, and I don't have to hunt public, don't have to pay an outfitter. But um, it's almost one of the things, while not on land, closer to your home, and just pay whatever that is. If I had $100 million, I might just pay me a good outfitter and go to Utah mm-hmm. or whatever every year, right? But I would Right, go on two good elk hunts a year. Two good elk hunts, man, yeah. But I would own probably a track in Kentucky. I'd love to have land that I could be – Around my home, right? Everybody would. They a lot of people look for land around the right, home, right? Um, but just a little bit of everything. Obviously, I think I'd like to own some property in Iowa. And heck, I might go and have me a track down here in Mississippi too, since I saw all these turkeys this week. So yeah, we'll get you a tr- we, spread out. Well, I know a good agent. You can we can get you down here. That way, you can turkey hunt early and you have a late rut. Exactly. Spread. That's a very good point, actually. Mm-hmm. Having multiple land, like in Mississippi, where you guys have a rut in, like, what? Jan- early January. Early January. And then having your other piece of land in Illinois, November. Kansas, or Iowa, where you get two to three ruts a year. Mm-hmm. We actually, that's becoming more and more popular, people being conscious about that. I'm selling I'm selling property to people that say, look, I've got, and these are, of course, wealthy individuals who have disposable income to do this. Hey, I've got a place in Kansas. i got a place in Oklahoma. i got a place in Missouri. I want a place with, uh, with a late rut. And um, it's becoming more and more popular, you know, people knowing that's when they want to be there. Now, of course, you're not going to kill 170-inch deer every year in Mississippi like the shed we got sitting here. But, uh, you know, we have some good quality hunting. And like uh, we talked about, you know, it's not all about the giants sometimes. Big, mature deer, a good hunt, that's what it's about. And that's one thing fun about uh, hunting in the south, deer in the rut. You know, we hunt these big green fields and stuff like that on on places uh, – that that are managed and you see a lot of deer and there's big food plots and it's fun and i tell you you know something somebody i think it was ryan on the podcast ryan wascom he said uh he liked to own a place in texas and you really think about it man texas you know is what? Fun. that's a pretty good answer that's a pretty good answer mm-hmm. i'd yeah, like that's got me thinking i, I see I, I like missouri from a uh tag standpoint you get two tags and then, uh, you know, unless you move to Iowa, which if you had a hundred million, you technically could get you a plane to go back and forth to Kentucky. But uh, I would like a place, you know, somewhere in the corner where I can hunt Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, and Missouri all from one lodge. Ooh, that's a, that's a chunk. And you see, that's, that's you using your mind, Slade. I mm-hmm. like that. Well, so let's say you had your lodge in Iowa because we're going to move to Iowa. We'll get three tags there. Yeah. All right. We get three tags there. We get two in Missouri. So we're at five bucks, one in Kansas, six bucks. Nebraska is, I think, one. Maybe it's two. But anyway, we're two at, bucks. okay, two. We're at eight bucks. Jesus Christ. Now. You don't, and look, you're all hunting out of your lodge. You can yeah. be a sentinel at your own lodge. You don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah, that's a good answer there. It really makes you think. And and you know, being you got a hundred million, you say, oh, you just spent a bunch of money, you know, on that. Where you how you are you have to go back to work to be able to afford it all? No, man, we buy the right places with some cash income and let it help pay for itself. Yep. I thought about this question a lot. You know, in case what you going to in case I get the hundred million, I'm ready. <laughs> Well, man, we're going to head out and go turkey hunting. Uh, we're going to probably go back in the area where um, where we killed the turkey opening day. Uh, this is Hunter's last day. We're eating crawfish tonight. Got a little bit more TV to make, and then it'll, it will be handing the torch over to Caleb. And uh, ready or not, here we come, huh? That's right. I'm ready to see one flop, eat some crawfish, man. We'll, hopefully in about two hours we'll be doing some fist pumping. That's right. Well, thank you, Hunter. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunt Land Man podcast. If you will, take a moment. Give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.